0: Reflection, dedication, preparation. These are the pillars of what we do here at Fantasy AA. It is Thursday, August 24th. This is the final therapeutic Thursday of the offseason. Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Weisslicker. Follow me on all social media At Y Slicker. Join the Patreon community, patreon.com forward slash fantasy AA. Choose your addiction level, earn perks, and check out that bonus content. Be true to thine self, embrace your addiction, and above all else, get out there, champ, and earn your chip. So, This is the final mock draft that we are going to do. Final therapeutic Thursday of the 2023 offseason. And the reason being is because my home leagues, we're starting to draft next week. So with our final mock draft, we're going to do it on the platform that we're going to be making our draft selections on. And my league there. It's going to be on ESPN. so We're going to do it on ESPN. We got a little bit before it starts. We're going to be picking from the second spot. So from pick number two is where we're going to be picking from. Now, being that we got about 10 minutes beforehand... Going to do a little something different here than what we've done on normal Therapeutic Thursdays. And we want to give you a few tips here on what you want to do in your draft. When you get in your draft room, most draft rooms allow you to be in there about 30 minutes or so beforehand. You do want to get into your draft room early. And what you want to do while you're in there is you want to edit your pre-draft rankings or put some guys into your queue. Uh, The reason why you want to do that is in case something happens to the app, something happens to the website, you want to put some guys in your queue so that if something happens and you for some reason have to get an auto-pick, the auto-draft feature won't completely kill your roster. You want to do that. So, again... You want to get in early. Some, like I said, some platforms, ESPN allows you to get in like thirty minutes early. Uh, you know, Sleeper. You can set your stuff up at any time. You know, on Sleeper, you can, just like any other platform, you can um, schedule your draft weeks out. You want to get in there. You want to get your guys going. Uh, typically, I would do this all off season. actually. Um, as you're doing your mock drafts, you could change up your, you know, your settings, your your rankings so you can get the guys that you want. If you don't have time to do that, like like most of us, if you don't have time to do it, you know, before draft day, when you get in there on draft day, you should carve out your time. That you guys are gonna be drafting. Most drafts, if you're doing 30 seconds of pick, you probably it's probably gonna take you maybe an hour, hour and a half, something like that to complete the entire draft. So again, you're carving out on that day, you're carving out about two hours, maybe two and a half hours, you're carving out on that day, so that you can go in and you can set your pre-draft rankings. Set your cues up so that, you know, you don't get killed by the auto-pick. That is important. I think that is important because, again, something can happen. Anything can happen to these apps. They could crash. The server could go down. That shit could freeze up. Your connection could die. You know, something of that nature. You want to be prepared for all those things. You, there's always a saying that you can't win your leagues in the draft, but you most certainly can lose your league in the draft. One errant pick that fucks up your shit, something like that can happen. So, again, you want to go in there and you want to queue up some guys, set your pre-draft rankings as much as you can. I would say at least, you know, get the get the first three rounds out of the way. Rank your guys in the first three rounds. Get those squared away. And when you're in the draft, when you guys are, you know, when you're drafting and the other people are drafting, scroll down. Most most of the sites and most of the platforms tell you how many picks you are away. Scroll down about that many players and then start adding guys to your queue as the draft is going on. That Again, if something happens, you'll be able to not have the auto draft hit you too hard because they could draft whatever your team needs are at that particular point in time. I've seen it where the where the auto draft drafts you a kicker in the eighth round because you ain't got one. So you definitely don't want that type of stuff happening to you. So you want to make sure that you're setting that cue. Again, you want to go back and you want to remember the things that you're looking for as far as, Uh, Players are concerned When we're talking about the tight ends We want We want guys that get That have high route participation That get a, A nice amount A nice healthy amount of targets And we want those guys that have red zone targets For touchdown opportunity Wide receiver We want guys that are getting deep targets Red zone targets overall targets we want that we also want our guys to be able to get open so we want them to be you know good at at route win rate so we want those things but the most important things when it comes to the wide receiver is overall targets deep targets and red zone targets if a guy is top 15 in all three of those categories more than likely he will return value as a wide receiver one. So we're looking for that. And if they're like top 25 in there, then we know that yo these guys are going to return value as a wide receiver two. So we want to make sure we're looking for that. When we're looking at um, running backs, we're looking for guys in three different categories. We're looking for workhorse running backs, we're looking for dual threat running backs, and then we're looking for pass-catching running backs. Running back, you can't. You got to go with somebody because the running back pool is so small now being that people are going by committees. But if you're going for the prototypical guy where he's the workhorse running back, you want more than 250 carries. And we want a lot of red zone and goal line work. That's what we're looking for. We want that to happen. If we're not getting that, then we're selling ourselves short. As far as the dual threat running backs are concerned, we want guys that are going to give us 200-plus carries and 50-plus receptions. We need that, especially if we're in PPR. That's what we want to do. I don't play anything else but PPR. Uh, Whether it's half point or full point, I don't play anything else but PPR. I don't play in standard leagues. And then as far as your... Receiving threat back, we want a guy who is going to get at his particular level. We want him to be in that Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift, you know, uh, Saquon Barkley tier where he's getting 90, Austin Eckler, 90 plus targets where he can get you 70 plus uh, receptions. So That's what we're looking for with that. And as far as the quarterback, we're looking for deep shots down the field, air yards. We want a guy who has high air yards, high deep targets down the field, and high red zone targets. Anybody that's top 10, top 15 in those categories typically will finish as a top 10 quarterback. We want that out of that. And if they're not getting those features, we're looking for them to be Rushing upside. We're looking for that number one. We're looking for that rushing upside number one. And we're talking about players like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields. Those guys that can give you that high rushing upside. But those guys also give you air yards. You know, they're top fifteen in air yards, deep targets, red zone targets, and they score touchdowns. So We are in the draft here. Like I said, we're drafting at number two. We are four seconds away from the start of the draft. And we are on the clock now. The first pick out of the gate was, of course, uh, who was it? Justin Jefferson. So we're going to go with Christian McCaffrey straight off the bat here. We want to get our workhorse running back. We want to get our guy who we believe is going to get targets as well as carries. So we're looking at that 200 plus carries and the 50 plus receptions. So on ESPN, it gives you 30 seconds to make your pick. Jamar Chase went number three. Now, like I said, we want to go back down. We want to go down and we want to... We're 18 picks away, so we want to count down 18 people um, and... We're gonna start putting guys in our queue here. Um, AJ Brown has dropped dramatically as far as far as other sites. AJ Brown is a first round wide receiver, but on this site, AJ Brown is falling behind Amari Saint Brown. He's falling behind Garrett Wilson, things like that. So we could potentially put him in our queue here. So we're gonna put him in our queue. We'll put Jalen Waddle in our queue. Um, as far as coming back around, and uh, Chris Olave. We'll put those guys in our queue. Uh, We're close to the turn, so we want to put in our queue as well one of these stud quarterbacks. We can go Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. So... After Jamar Chase, it was Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill. Then it was Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Bijan Robinson, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, and Devontae Adams all went in the first round. Then it was Derek Henry, Tony Pollard, Amari Saint Brown, Ceedee Lamb, Garrett Wilson, AJ Brown, and then it was Patrick Mahomes. As you guys can hear, the ESPN at tell you when you're on the clock and shit. <laughs> so all right, we are now on the clock. What we're gonna do here. Most of our guys were taken. So we are gonna pivot. Uh we are gonna take Josh Allen though. And then when we come back around, we're gonna pivot to a running back here. Um because we most of our wide receivers were taken. and we're looking to get the most value here. Um, I could have went someplace different with this, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to take, uh, again, our wide receivers were taken. Josh Jacobs and, and Jonathan Taylor are uh, risky plays here, but we're going to go with Joe Mixon. We don't want to risk these contract disputes here right now. After our Josh Allen pick, it was Calvin Ridley went off the board and then Jameer Gibbs. So people are reaching for their guys, and that's okay. I think it's okay to to go out and get the guy that you want if you don't believe that he's going to make it back to you. And then again, we're 18 picks down again. And at that point in time, we're looking at good, good wide receivers down here. We're also looking at some more running backs down here um so we're gonna queue up Deontay Johnson we're gonna queue up Alvin Kamara on the suspension we'll queue up uh T.J. Hawkinson uh Chris Godwin DeAndre Hopkins are down here as well and Amari Cooper so when we go down further we may be able to get those guys but after our Joe Mixon pick D.K. Metcalf goes off the board T. Higgins Jalen Hurts, then it was Josh Jacobs, and Jonathan Taylor. Again, those guys are going to be steals as they drop down in, in, in fantasy drafts because we know they don't have much leverage, but we don't know how they're going to play it out. Could they be a Lev Bell situation? After Jonathan Taylor, then Ramondre Stevenson goes, Travis Etienne goes, Debo Samuel, and Najee Harris. Again, the reason why we pivoted to another running back is because we saw what the board was doing. I understand people say you want to zig when they're zagging, but if all the elite running back options are going off the board, you want to make sure that you're able to get those. In this league, we have to start two running backs. I understand you can get some some guys later on that may be able to help your team, but we want to make sure that we're able to get them so that we can have flexibility later on as far as we don't have to cram it in and reach for guys that we don't necessarily want. It's all about the value. Now we want to solidify our wide receiver position. We're four picks away. Jerry Judy, Christian Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and Christian Watson just went off the board, and Chris Godwin are available. With all of the injuries that have happened here with the Titans, Kyle Phillips got hurt again. Uh, Traylon Burks is hurt. DeAndre Hopkins could get off to a good start and maybe build some some chemistry with uh, Ryan Tannehill. That's going to help him out tremendously. And we want to look to capitalize on that if he falls to us. If not, we'll go with Chris Godwin. After Christian Watson goes, well, excuse me, after, uh, let's make our pick real quick here. So we made our pick. We got DeAndre Hopkins. So after after Travis Etienne, it was Debo Samuel. It was Najee Harris. Then it was Aaron Jones, Joe Burrow, Keenan Allen, Alexander Madison, Mark Andrews, Amari Cooper, uh, Lamar Jackson, Christian Watson, Damian Pierce, Brees Hall. Brees Hall is still going above Dalvin Cook, which is crazy. Um, DJ Moore. And then DeAndre Hopkins, who we picked. Uh, Jared Judy and Rashad White goes off the board. We are now on the clock. And we got a lot of people staring in front of us here. Uh, but again, we're gonna go with our wide receiver. We said we wanted Deontay Johnson and we're gonna go ahead and take him here. We had Alvin Kamara staring that's in the face. We also had TJ Hawkinson. I understand. You know, some people would have been like, yo, go with one of those guys. But, and you guys will hear in our our recap episode on the avoids and things like that. We may have changed our mind on some people. We may have changed our mind on some people, and that happens. As we go through fantasy football, the offseason, things change. You know, if people start to become better value, we change our perspective on them and say, all right, now these guys are okay to go. In this particular range. I would take them in this range. You know. As far as on the ESPN site. When we're looking at. Uh, for example. When we're looking at Darren Waller. Darren Waller was. A. Uh, Fifth amongst tight ends, I believe. When he starts to drop down, if he's going after guys like Dallas Goddard, Cal Pitts, things like that, then I'm then I'm more in on him. But if not, I don't want him. You know, I don't want him going as my fifth as my fifth tight end. So the next thing up here, uh we got Christian McCaffrey, we got Joe Mixon, we've got DeAndre Hopkins, we've got Deontay Johnson, we've got uh Josh Allen. Next up, if we can get him, we're probably gonna be looking at Javante Williams. Maybe Drake London here um, at this particular point, or Cal Pitts. So we have that flexibility. And then if we're not able to get Javante Williams, which we're not, then we're when we come back around, we will try to get uh, David Montgomery. So what we're gonna do in this particular situation, we're gonna go uh, we're gonna go with the tight end in Cal Pitts if he falls to us here um, in the sixth round. And then when we come back around, we'll get David Montgomery. So, Kyle Pitts is available. We'll go ahead. We'll take him here in the sixth round. Um, And then when we come back, we'll be able to get – I'm sorry. We're not able to get David Montgomery. He was taken. Uh, As far as the running back position, again, they – On this platform, they are highly, highly productive when it comes to taking running backs. We will go ahead and we will take Dalvin Cook in this particular situation. Um, I mean, we know they paid him a lot of money. So we believe that they're going to be using him. And again, we had to pivot here. We needed a third running back. Running back has been, on this platform, has been... Pretty much, you know, vacuumed up. You know, we're in the seventh, we're we're in the eighth round. Excuse me, we're in the seventh round right now. And the only starting running backs left are Isaiah Pacheco and potentially either Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson. Those are the only starting running backs left now, and we're in round seven. That just goes to show you how leagues are different. They prioritize the running back position heavy here in ESPN. And I believe that in your home leagues, that's what's going to happen. Guys are going to be prioritizing. The running back position, very, very heavy, and you want to get your guys where you can. And unfortunately, that's going to mean early, which in turn allows you to get great value at wide receivers late. So when we come back around, we'll be able to – we're looking down. Um, It could be Jordan Addison, Michael Thomas. Uh, You got Juju Smith-Schuster, Jacoby Myers, and Odell Beckham. I think the best out of that would probably be – we'll take a shot on a rookie. I mean, we got our our starting wide receivers already. We could take a shot on a rookie or – and he's gone. Wow, we didn't even get get to us yet. Now people are people are seem to be fading Jackson Smith and Jigba because of the wrist injury. Again, when we're talking about drafting rookies, we're not looking for them to be impactful at the start of the season. We're looking for those guys to be impactful later on in the season. So taking them in your drafts, you're not taking them to be your starter right off the bat. We have DeAndre Hopkins. We have Deontay Johnson. We can add Jackson Smith and Jigba if he drops to us here. And we can be good with that moving forward throughout the season. The same thing when you draft Javante Williams or Alvin Kamara. You're drafting these guys. Not because they're going to be impactful at the beginning of the season. You're drafting them to be impactful for you late and to run you to a playoff run and throughout the playoffs. So trying to get you into the playoffs and then you making it you know, out of the playoffs. So we're going to go Jackson Smith and Jigba right here. Uh, we picked him as our first bench spot. And then when we come back around, um, we will take one of the old heads. We'll take either Michael Thomas or Odell Beckham um, at this particular point. And the reason why we're taking one of these old heads is because we know they're going to be productive as long as they stay healthy and they stay on the field. If it was basketball in this particular situation, I would have taken A.J. Dillon. Um, but we never know when we're going to play him. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to take Michael Thomas here as well. I know we got a a couple old heads in DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas, uh, but DeAndre Hopkins has proven that he is still productive, and um, we're hoping with Michael Thomas. um, We took a reliable guy in Deontay Johnson. Uh, We just want him to score some touchdowns. Now, again, I said if this was best ball, I would have took A.J. Dillon. And the reason why I would have taken A.J. Dillon at that point because we needed another running back. We only have three on the roster. We're very scarce in that running back room, but we should be okay. I think we got workhorses. So we're going to try to fill this roster up with as many skill positions as we can. We don't need another quarterback. We don't need tight ends, so we're not going to draft them. We're going to keep drafting uh, running backs and wide receivers until we're done. So our starting lineup is set. We're good there. And we're just going to keep drafting wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, running back until we can't draft them anymore. So as far as running back is concerned, running backs that are available now Jamal Williams, Jeff Wilson, Samaj P. Ryan, uh, Rashad Penny, Jarek McKinney, Zach Charbonnet, Devin Singletary, Elijah Mitchell is out. We have Christian McCaffrey. We don't need him. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Warren, Tyler Algier, and Roshan Johnson. Uh, we'll see what happens. But we're at this particular point, we're just going to pick the the best value at the pick at this point because we don't really need anything else. We have all of our needs fulfilled. We're good. Now we're just taking the final five picks and just splitting them up against guys who we think could potentially have some upside for us and a lot of these guys are probably going to be rookies uh cuz we're looking at the back half of the season or they're going to be guys who we believe are going to be are going to have a specific role within their team or within their offense Anthony Richardson just went off the board again we're not looking for no a backup when we have Josh Allen we know he's going to perform each and every week And then the same thing with Kyle Pitts at the tight end position. We're not really looking for anybody there. We, we know he's going to perform each and every week. or at least you hope so. Um, so what we're going to do at this particular pick, we're picking in one pick here. Um, I know we said we didn't know when we would be able to start uh, A.J. Dillon. We're going to do the same. We're going to. Go get Zach Charbonnet. We know that we believe that he's going to have a role here in this offense. I don't know what type of role is. I, I we know it's going to be a role where he's going to be, you know, catching passes. Um, and then we're going to go with Elijah Moore. Uh, so we got Zach Charbonnet. Then when we came back around, we got Elijah Moore. They want to use this guy in all sorts of ways. They want to use him in the backfield, coming out of the backfield. They want to use him with jet sweeps, motions, things like that. So we like that, and we drafted him here. So we're good there. Uh, three more picks where we're going to pick another running back, maybe two, and a couple more wide receiver, and, a, and another wide receiver. So we're looking down. Again, we're, we're 18 picks away again. After we picked Elijah Moore, it was Dalton Kincaid, Darnell Mooney, and then Jarek McKinnon. We're going to look down here. Uh, we may take a shot on Kadarius Tony or uh, Paris Campbell. We believe those guys can have potential breakout games. At this particular point, again, you're only looking at guys who can have potential breakout games for you. Uh Ty Lyle's and Jalen Warren could potentially have that as well. So we'll look down at those guys. Raheem Mostert, um, I believe he is going to still be the starter. Uh, Devon A-Chain, we could probably get him for later on in the season. Um, I know he's got a shoulder injury that he's dealing with, but he looked pretty good in his preseason work. Um, he was all over the field. Uh Tank Bigsby as well. Looked pretty good in his preseason work. I don't remember seeing Jerome Ford. Maybe he's dealing with some injury or something, but I don't remember seeing him in the preseason. I'm gonna have to go back and check out some more Browns games. I just know that that Deshaun Watson isn't looking that great and and I mean he's he's fine for what what it is. Of course he's work he's still working out the kinks, but they paid this guy to be the man. Like We need you to be the guy. Kadarius Tony has been picked. The Buffalo Bills defense, the Steelers defense, Devin Singletary. Again, we're not picking defenses or kickers until the very last pick. I never go after those types of things. Because um, I don't like defenses and kickers. I don't think Leeds should have them, but it's whatever. All right, we are on the clock. And what we're going to do, we're going to go down and we're going to get Raheem Mostert. No, I'm sorry. We're going to go get Devon A. Chain. We're going to get Devon A. Chain. We believe that he's going to be somebody that we could contend with later on in the season. And again, we're taking those shots on those rookies, those potential upside plays. Um, We're going to go Tyler Algier for this particular pick. And then we have one more pick where we're going to pick a wide receiver potentially. So we went after all of our guys there that we wanted, that we believe are going to, you know, have some value, have some good games uh, later on in the season. You don't want to go too rookie craze. But. You could potentially, if those rookies aren't working out by, let's say, week three, week four, you're you're not seeing any glimpses of them, anything. We look for guys that we're seeing glimpses of them throughout the season. We're not looking for guys where it's just if something happens to such and such. That's not how we operate with our teams. We look for guys who have standalone value. It's crazy how in ESPN leagues how far down Rashad Bateman is. Like they have no faith in him or Van Jefferson as far as what the ADP is concerned, with these guys, it seems um I just looked down at that far. Him, Romeo Dobbs. So Rashad Bateman, Romeo Dobbs, and Van Jefferson are all in the same category here as far as the picks are concerned, like they're not even being drafted in these drafts. Um, So, hmm. the question is, which one are we going to take? And the answer for us is going to be I'm not even going to – it's not even going to be a homer pick. I'm not even going to pick Van Jefferson. Um, It's going to be Rashad Bateman. Was a guy that I really liked coming out of college. I thought he was really good. And I just want him to stay healthy. If he can get healthy and and play, I think he's going to be really good. Now, finally, defenses and kickers. We'll take the Washington Commanders defense. I believe their defense is going to be pretty – they got too many names on that defense not to be good. I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. So the only thing left now is a kicker. So let's recap what we've done here. For our lineup, we have Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Hopkins, Deontay Johnson, Kyle Pitts, Dalvin Cook, and the Commander's Defense. Those are our starters. On our bench, we have Jackson Smith and Jigba. We've got Michael Thomas, we've got Zach Charbonnet, we have Elijah Moore, we have Devon A. Chain, Tyler Algier, and Rashad Bateman. Now again, how we came to determine these picks, we picked number two overall. So we were looking for the highest upside play, the highest upside. Christian McCaffrey has the highest ceiling of any fantasy football player. He could potentially score 40 points on any given week. And he has a pretty high and safe floor where he's scoring over 17 fantasy points per game. That's on the low side. There are going to people that there are people that are going to be out there and they're going to say Christian McCaffrey owners are going to be upset because when Elijah Mitchell was healthy Christian McCaffrey took a dip in points That is absolutely true He took a dip in points down to 17 fantasy points per game He's still giving you 17 fantasy points per game Even with Elijah Mitchell taking stuff from him 17 fantasy points per game And his ceiling Is over 30 fantasy points per game That's his ceiling So that's what we're looking at when we're talking about this. So Christian McCaffrey, we wanted him there. Josh Allen, again, he's the quarterback that we're looking for with the air yards, the deep targets, the red zone targets, the rushing ability, the rushing upside, the touchdowns. He, he's the one that we're looking for here. We were either looking at him or Jalen Hurts in this particular instance. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was already taken. Joe Mixon, we're looking for a workhorse back that they're committed to him and he's committed to the team. This guy took a pay cut to stay on the team. He was found not guilty in his in his menacing charges. The guy gets volume. He's a volume type guy. No, he is not super efficient. I understand that. He's not efficient because his offensive line is not good at their job. <laughs> but as long as he gets value volume He doesn't have a – they haven't brought anybody in to take anything away from him after getting rid of Samaj P. Ryan. This guy's going to get work. He gets a lot of red zone touches. He gets a lot of goal line carries. And that's what we're looking for in our running back. As far as wide receiver is concerned, Deontay Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins, we're looking for guys that are going to get a lot of targets, a lot of work. These guys get open. Yes, Deontay Johnson has an issue with some drops here and there, and he didn't score any touchdowns last year, but that will not happen again. I know, I tell you guys, don't talk about people, who don't listen to people who speak in absolutes, but it's more likely than not that this guy will not go another season getting 100-plus targets and not score a touchdown. That is an anomaly. I don't even know if that's ever happened to anybody else before. I don't know who this has happened to before. It is highly improbable that that will happen to the same person two years in a row. It's just, there's no way that you could think this guy is not going to score at least one touchdown this year. There's no way. Kyle Pitts, I understand why people are down on him, but we have to understand that this guy, again, is one of the most athletic tight ends that we've ever seen. There is no way that you could keep icing this guy out of the game and him not get passes, not get targets. There's no way that you could spend high draft capital on this guy and not use him. I understand they've got high draft capital in Bijan and in Drake London, but a tight end had never been drafted that high before. Well, at least to my knowledge. I mean, you got to use them. Dalvin Cook, again, we talked about why we got him. We talked about why we got Jackson Smith and Jigba, why we got Michael Thomas. Zach Charbonnet, again, he's one of those guys who we believe he's going to have a specific role when he gets back. Pass catching, we believe that he's gonna be going to be utilized in that aspect. So we want him. Elijah Moore, we talked about why we wanted him. He's slated to be used all over the field. No, he's not going to be the number one target while Amari Cooper is there. But I believe he's going to get work. He's going to do. He's going to do good things. Devon a. Chain, we're looking for him later on down this down line. This is one of those guys that we take a shot on, uh, hoping that he gives us something further down the road. We're not looking for him to come out week one and be the guy, but we know that uh, Mike McDaniel, Mike. Mike McDaniel. Is it McDaniel? Mike Daniels, Mike McDaniel? I don't know. What the fuck is their coach name? Mike McDaniels? Yeah, him. <laughs> we know that he likes him. We know that he likes him. He wanted him. He was happy that they drafted him. And in the preseason, we've seen him be utilized. He's been utilized in all different facets. He's been pretty good at that outside zone run. Uh, he caught some passes. He did some good things. He's fast coming around the edge. He did uh, some work in the uh, in, in on special teams. So we're looking at him to be pretty good for us later on down the line here, um, as well as Rashad Bateman. We're looking for him to get healthy and be be part of that offense. And then Tyler Algier, we believe that they're not going to just completely phase out a guy who re- who rushed for a thousand yards last year. So we took a gamble on that one too, but. We like the team that we have here so far. And um, if we can get something close to this in our listener leagues draft or whatever draft that we're doing, um, I got three home leagues that I do here with my friends uh, and my co-host on my other podcast, Two Cents and Nonsense Podcast. Um, If we're able to get something close to this in our leagues, we're going to feel really good about it. We're going to feel really good about it. I know people be like, well, man, you get on here and you talk all your strategy and you give things away. When it comes to fantasy football, like, how do you expect to win? You expect to win because even though you're giving away the the tips that you utilize to build your teams, players still have to go out there and execute and there's still a little bit of luck involved, man. Um, injuries can sway things, can swing the pendulum, um, you know. Even if somebody snipes you, you still have all these other players that you're you're invested in because you've done the research. It's all about you doing the research. I can give you all the tips in the world, doesn't mean you're gonna beat me if you don't do the research. I give you enough to tell you what to look for, and it's up to you. To do the research to find the players that fit the bill. As you notice, I've never once said to you guys, "These are the guys that I'm drafting." I never once said that to you guys. I've never once said to you, "These are the guys that I'm not drafting." I've never once said that to you. I've never once came to you and said, "Don't draft this guy. Don't draft this guy. Don't draft this guy. Draft this guy. Draft this guy. Draft." I'm not telling you who to draft. I'm telling you what parameters to take to draft those guys. What to look for in players that you should be drafting you should be drafting players that fit these criteria there are many players that fit those criteria they're more than 12 so if you're in a 12-man league you're able to find guys you want to stack as many of those guys as possible you want to get more of those guys than your opponent gets those guys your opponent sometimes doesn't even know these things I can tell you now that there are people within my league that they don't listen to me. They don't listen to anybody. They just get in the draft room and they just draft the players who they know played well last year. And we've known for past from previous years that just drafting guys who did good last year is not a winning formula. We already know this. That's why we're already ahead of the game because you're going to have those people in your league they're going to be like, "Well, I heard about this guy. I'm going to draft him." Just because they heard about him. Or they're going to draft you have the people that in your league that are just going to draft the guys because they did good last year. And they're going to or and they're going to ignore the guys who burned them last year due to injury and stuff. They're they're not going to draft the Cooper Cups. They're not going to draft the Kyle Pitts cuz these guys were hurt. You know, they're not going to draft the Debo Samuels. They're not going to draft the Michael Thomas's, you know, the Odell Beckhams. They're not going to draft these guys because these guys were hurt. They're not going to draft guys that burned them in the past. Literally, you are going to have someone in your league who last year in the championship, because Justin Jefferson only scored 2.5 fantasy points in the championship, and they lost, they're going to say, I'm not drafting Justin Jefferson because he burned me. You literally are going to have somebody that says that. So just take those things that we're teaching you here as far as the things that you need to look for and take those into your draft room, man. You have prepared for this. You are ready for this. You are better than your competition because you've prepared better than your competition. You are going to crush it when you get into that draft room and when you're finished And you're looking at your motherfucking beautiful lineup. And you're like, God damn, this shit is pretty. It's beautiful. You are going to love yourself. And you're going to thank me for helping you. You're going to be like, damn, Antoine, you were right. We did this shit. But don't get too excited. (laughs) Because it is redraft, you still got to do those start-sits. And I'm going to be with you guys every single week with the start-sits, with the motherfucking waiver wire pickups. We're going to do all of that just as we did two years ago. And what we strive for is 70%. 70%. If we get 70% of the things right, more often than not, we are going to win. 70%. If we... We're betting 70, 75%. We're beautiful. We're beautiful. And people are like, oh, well, why is not it higher than that? Because this is fucking fantasy football, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. Again, anything can happen. Injuries, you know. When I'm giving you my start sits, I'm trying to get 70% of those things right. If I can get 70, 70 to 75% of those things right, you guys have a better opportunity of winning. And that's what we're looking for. I appreciate you guys listening to me as always. Be back with you again with new episodes. Man, um, being that this was the last Therapeutic Thursday mock draft, hopefully you guys are ready. I know you're ready. We got the recap episodes uh, where we talk about all the avoids and all of the targets that we told you guys uh, that you should be avoiding or drafting within your draft. We may have changed our mind on some of those, so listen to those episodes, see where we're at on that. And then again, even in that in even in those episodes, we're gonna recap again what you should be looking for in each position. So when you get into the draft room, you're able to think on your feet and you're able to pivot if something catastrophic happens. God forbid you get sniped. Don't worry about it. If you get sniped, if somebody took <coughs> excuse me, if they took the first player that you wanted. You got three other players in the bag waiting for you to draft because that's what you need to do. Be true to tonight's health. Embrace your addiction. And as always, champ, get out there and earn your chip. I'll see you guys on the next one. I'm out.